Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as almost always, is your co-host, Spaz. <laughs> Hello. This is nice, uh, because we're doing an early morning show, if you're listening after the fact, because our guests are in Ireland and Germany. And so it's 6 a.m. for both Spaz and I, and usually it's just me doing these shows, but now... Uh, it's nice to have someone else to uh, bounce off. So, thanks for being here, Spaz. Really appreciate it. But, folks, sure uh, we do have uh, a couple of guests this morning um, to talk about the very freelancery, and I hope you guys don't mind that comparison, uh, very freelancery MMO called Sirius Online that just went back on sale on Steam uh, yesterday. As we record this, uh, first off, the creator of the game and the lead creator developer, Dex, who's calling from, I'm not going to say the name of the town, in Germany. Hello. What is the name of the town again? Just say it. Wilhelmshaven. Wilhelmshaven. Like that? Yeah, is it's it? the port of Emperor Wilhelm. The port of Emperor Wilhelm. Wilhelmshaven. Okay. Wow, yeah. I, I'm glad I didn't try and butcher that. And uh, also joining us from, I can actually say this one, Dublin, Ireland, is Kane, the community manager for Sirius Online. Hey, how you doing? You got that one right. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot easier. That was a lot easier. Uh, good morning of a rise and fall and dawn over on YouTube. Uh, no, there aren't any weird commands on YouTube, Don. Stop it. <laughs> this isn't Twitch. Jesus Christ. People are trying to do raffles or some crap with like the, you know, those commands that you see in the Twitch chat, oh, with yeah. like the exclamation point something or else. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, I don't do that crap. I'm not a full time streamer. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us to talk about your game. Uh, folks, if you're not aware, Serious Online is an MMO that is in uh, still pretty early access, right? It's like, would you say it's like alpha right now or pre-alpha if we're going to use the nomenclature? I'd say it's beta. Oh, beta. Okay. So we're in uh, the beta phase of uh, Sirius Online. It was, it, was, uh, it was not for sale on Steam for a while, and, and I'm not, I was never really clear as to why not. Could you elaborate as to why it wasn't on sale on Steam for – how long wasn't on sale? It was like six months? Roughly? Maybe six about- months, exactly. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, it was about six months. We watched some videos, like yours on Series Online Twice and other videos, and we decided the game wasn't good enough for Steam, so we took it off sale, looked at all the videos, compiled creative feedback, and worked on the game. And, and, now, it's, and now it's back. And, uh, it's uh, $9.99 American. Which for a buy once uh, MMO, that's not a bad price at all. Um, and and so is it going to be a buy once thing? Are there going to be expansions? Is there going to be any kind of microtransactions? Because I haven't seen any evidence of that. Um, and I haven't heard we anything. Do, we do want to keep the game fair to play. So you only pay once and play forever and there will be no microtransactions. Oh, that's good. That's very good to hear. With the um, with the recently with the one point two came out, it was um, t- uh, it was basically an expansion. Like each each update is meant to be like 
so like as much stuff added as possible to make it feel like a new game. Like I mean, one point two added so much more. Like Dex really worked hard on the last six months over that update. Yeah, and and you could definitely tell between that the one video I played. I think it was late twenty fifteen. Uh, maybe maybe early twenty, maybe mid twenty sixteen, and then um, what I played yesterday. There there have there has been a lot of forward movement, which is really nice. Uh, so folks, if you're not aware, uh, it is very it is freelancery, and that's that's intentional, right? Because I I did I did remember reading the the word freelancer in there, in your description before. So if I recall correctly, that is an intentional homage, right? Indeed it is. Freelancer was a big part of my childhood, including the X games from Egosoft. And I had so much fun in Freelancers that I wanted to recreate the feeling. Now that, that's, if you're going to, if you're going to copy something, that's a good thing to copy. Cause it's kind of weird. Like Freelancer came out this time, when there really wasn't anything else coming out and yet it's no one's really tried to copy it. Like everyone tries to copy like master of Orion two or something, but like that's a game that hardly anyone's tried to copy except for like, what was that one? Dark star one or whatever that one was called or, uh, Dark star one was all right. Great. It was all right. Yeah, it was, uh, cause you only had the one ship. And you upgrade that and, one ship, and it's like I want to. I want all the toys. No <laughs> one. Yeah, it wasn't bad that you could upgrade during different paths you could take with your upgrades, but you're still limited to the one ship. Yeah, that's where uh, that's where X Rebirth I think got it wrong as well. Is like when I play a game like this, I want to be able to grind up to that one sweet, sexy ship I saw at that one space station. You know, that's what I, I want. That new toy. Don't just give me the one and done. <laughs> I don't care what upgrades it has. I want more toys to play with. So um, let's start at the beginning. How long has uh, this been? Uh, this has been in the works for at least a couple of years, if I'm remembering correctly. Sixteen years in total. Wait, 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 wait. What? Sixteen years? Sixteen years. It started way back in 2001 with the first bits of code being written and released as Neo Crazy Online. Neo Crazy Online? Yeah, I was a kid. Don't <laughs> judge me. <laughs> yeah, when you said Freelancer was a part of your childhood, I'm like, oh God, I feel old. I feel so goddamn old. <laughs> you and me both. Because, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was well past college when that came out. <laughs> but, um... But uh, so so you so you started writing the the basis of this before Freelancer even came out. It Technically, sounds- yes, it was first a clone of the X Games, also dubbed ah. X the Conflict, Conflict, which was made to reenact the Terraformer Wars in the original X. Oh, okay, okay, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, the first X game came out in 1999, I think. So uh that that does make more sense. Um so so you've been so did you work on like on and off? Is it a full-time thing now? Like how has it progressed to what it is today? 
it was first an on-off job because my education took priority, obviously. And then over the past two years, it de developed into a full-time thing. That's, that's awesome. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I do have a Patreon where I get some extra funds to make this game so I don't end up homeless like twice in the history of Series Online. Wait, what? I'm willing to die for this game. This is my life's work. So you've been homeless because of this game? Yes. Okay, when was that and how long did it last out of sheer curiosity? Last time was 2014 for two months, and before that was 2007 for four months. Wow. That's, that's, and that might be the first time, I think, on this show that we've heard of a developer becoming homeless uh, th during the development of their game. Like, I I've heard the stories before of other developers, that happening to other developers, but I've never actually talked to one. So wow, that must have been kind of scary. If I may, if I may, just if I say, because I've never, I've never been, and I've never wanted to be. <laughs> well, who wants to be? But uh, yeah, folks, I'm sorry. I'm a little rambly this morning because it's six in the morning, our time, and I've only had a little bit of caffeine. So I'm like, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> so I apologize. But uh, that is serious dedication to uh, temporarily be... I'm glad it was only temporary, too. I'm glad you're not, like, calling from a stolen Wi-Fi from a coffee shop in the back of your car on a laptop. <laughs> then he could bring you coffee. All right. Then you can have some more caffeine. But, uh, yeah, the game also did just have a milestone, the, one point, the big 1.2 milestone, which did... Add uh, quite a bit of refinement. What 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 were some of the big bullet points that hit in uh, in one point two? The most important part is the Crimson Dawn and the unfolding story around them. Oh, are they the are they With, the, are they those bad guys that'll just shoot at you on sight? They are the bad guys that come in with a big carrier, and you have to fend up up to two hundred ships to kill them. Yeah, I was trying to fly that. I was trying to fight that last night because I saw that. Um, I was I flew around a little bit. I'm like, what is that big crimson exclamation point? I'm gonna fly over to that. Oh crap! Uh, <laughs> so I probably killed about. <laughs> I, I did that in my first game too. Yeah, I probably killed about fifteen or twenty drones before I'm like, I feel confident enough to take on the carrier now. Yeah, that was a that was a mistake. <laughs> I didn't last long there. I, I think I took out one turret, though, before they blew me up. I think it's about to happen on the video. It's uh, an ideal thing to, uh, to to get your friends together. Take friends, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, we have some questions from the chat. Oh, my God. Hang on a second. I didn't even notice that. Sorry, folks. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, first, we have a question. Uh, can you only fly one ship like we were talking about earlier? Or can you... Uh, Fly others. So, yeah, I guess that's a question. Like, how many ships are currently in the game? Because I, I chose two different roles to try it out. I noticed they each had different ships. But I, I didn't see a way to buy new ones. So is that something that's coming? Or is that specific to your role? 
Like how does that work? You have to move to a station to build, buy a new ship in the shop on the left side, which oh, okay. you occasionally clicked in the in the footage you're showing. And there are ten trading ships at the moment: one explorer, five miners, and five combat ships. And there will be more added when funds arrive, because making a game, you know, the usual stuff. Sure, of course, but that's that's still a good selection. Yeah, that's what about twenty? That's about twenty. Ships, I think, in total, twenty something, a little over twenty. Yeah, that is, 20 yeah, that that is that is pretty cool. Uh, so it looks like you're so it looks like you guys are answering questions in the YouTube chat. Uh, like, uh, so let's see, let's let's look at some of these so people on the podcast can uh, can hear. It looks so you're gonna you guys are gonna have private servers that people can run. Yeah, we decided to drop the MMO attitude and give people the ability to play with their friends only to avoid being ganged all the time. Oh, wow. So wait, it's not going to be like a more traditional MMO now. It's going to be a, a more of a server-based uh model. Is that is that what I'm seeing that it's switching to? The story only progresses on the main server, so we're still oh, hosting a I see, to I play. See, I see. But if you want to train or just have fun with your friends, go host your own server and yeah, have fun. Oh, that's pretty great because we've been trying to get something like that going uh, for us uh, with a with a with an actual freelancer mod. And yeah, setting up the server seems to be a bit tricky. Uh, so it'll be nice to have other options. Um, we have another question from the uh, Discord chat: How does PvP work work, and what happens if you die? Before 1.2, okay, let's start otherwise. It's always open PvP except in stations. And before 1.2, you'd lose everything. With 1.2, we added an insurance system. So you pay only 30% of the value of your ship and you get a new one. So you don't lose everything. Do you lose your cargo? Um, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Now that seems reasonable. That's kind of the elite model, which, and, and like Jumpgate did that as well. So um, that that's very easy to grok, you know. Just always make sure you have enough in your bank account to cover that rebuy cost. That's really it. So, so that that's a really solid system. And plus, it's like you saw in, when you were playing the when you shot like NPCs and stuff. The ores that they were holding flew out of them. And you could pick them up. So I mean, it um, kind of gives people a reason to PvP if uh, you kind of drop stuff when you die, so they can then collect the ores and then sell them themselves now uh yeah, the pvp now um a lot of games do this where you have like a safer area of space and like an unsafer like unregulated area of space like no sec you know or whatever is there going to be that kind of thing where there's a more safer area where like if you get shot up some police might show up versus some more frontiery areas where it's all, it's all for all for one you know that kind of thing is there gonna or is it just all the same Right now, it's safest where the least players are. <laughs> but I'm planning for to expand the faction mechanics. As you might have seen, you can already choose factions in the new character creation. And depending on your standing with said opposite faction, you might get hunted by police. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, the, look, there are two factions right now. There's the Minery faction and the Explorery faction. There's... What are the two? There's ter- the Terran one, and what's the, the Terran name? Reclaim Forces coming coming back from Earth to get Sirius as a colony, 
and the Sirius Colonial Council, the original settlers to Sirius, which are honest workers. I basically took the American Civil War and uh, no Civil Liberation War when it was against England and transformed it into space. <laughs> oh, okay. So so basically oh, so basically it's the serious war for independence. Basically. Yes. Oh, okay. I did not know that. That's that's pretty awesome. Um uh so basically if you're playing the serious you're like the serious uh colonists you're fighting against uh, the aggression of hey, you guys left. We don't want you back. Uh does that mean there's going to be kind of like guerrilla warfare against supply lines and stuff like that that'll hurt the war effort like is 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 there going to be like a larger kind of meta game going on that 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 might happen in the future i have a trello a public where you can comment on changes to get a better version and i'm adding that as a card that's pretty awesome and, and right now it looks there like there are four roles um what is it privateer Trader, miner, and explorer? Scientist. Scientist. Oh, I was close. I was close. Uh, so what are the various – so for the folks uh, not seeing the video or whatever, what are like the, the differences – what are the various differences between those four roles? Each role has its unique starter ship and starts with unique levels. Like a privateer has more combat levels, a trader has more trading, and so on. And that's basically it. You are just giving a, st- a small starter boost. Oh, but you can still go in another direction and boost your other. Like I could become a privateer, but I can do trading and boost my trading levels. Is exactly. That... Oh, okay. Okay, so you just get a starting boost in like the role you kind of want, but you can still do other things and get boosts there. Like you can still get experience in those other things. Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, PC guy on Twitch, yeah, you can get different ships. We we covered that about ten minutes ago. Uh, there's about twenty some ships in the game. Uh, to answer your question, um, so it's, so you said right now there's what one explorer, five hull or no five cargo ships, ten cargo ships, ten cargo ships, ten cargo ships. Wow. And five combat ships and five mining ships? Indeed. Okay. I, and ah. Someone asked um, about skins. There are like, I think there's there's like two or three at the moment, but you can actually, you can change the, the color of your ships. Um, not a whole lot at the moment, but um, it is in the game. Oh, sorry. I kept my mic on while I was typing. <laughs> That's how tired I am. I just, I just... I left my foot on the pedal. That's how tired I am. I apologize. Uh, God, what was going to be my question? I just had a question. I lost it. Sorry. I'll, I'll toss one out. Go for it. Uh, now, there are, there are two main factions. Are there going to be minor factions that you can work for as well? In the future, you might create your own faction with your players, with your friends, which can influence the tides of war. Cannot. They can move away. In 1.3, I plan to add buildable outposts for you and your friends which oh. is pretty progress so far and nice. I also have on my schedule landing on planets and building your own city oh oh, people love that kind of stuff 
I mean, there, there, there's, a, there's another game uh, that you can do that already that people really like called um, Ascent, where you can land on planets and stuff. It's, it's not the same as Freelancer though. It's, it's quite different. Um, so you guys definitely have your own little niche here, which is good. Oh, I can't. Remember. I still can't remember my question. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So you say you have like five different combat ships and whatnot. Uh, how I I didn't really play with the store. So how many like diff- different weapons and stuff can you buy for your ships? Like how many toys are available for the different? As ships? of now, only three weapons. It's as it's an old engine. I have to make everything myself. Every little bit of code. There's no pre-made stuff in there. Oh. And I plan to add ships, shield, shield modules, attribute boosters, and resistance modules for your ships later. So when you say it's, it's a custom engine that has nothing pre-built, which, what is the engine you're using? Originally, it's called Blitz 3D, Blitz Basic. It's uh, older than Freelancer and older than the game itself. Is that what you're still using? Yes. Oh, wow. What you see in the video is DirectX 7, but technically DirectX 7 shouldn't be able to do that, but it's doing it anyway because we're awesome. Uh, someone in Twitch said that they, were th- they they seem to remember that you were planning on porting the game to uh, Unreal Engine 4. Is that a thing? Is that something that's planned? That has been canceled because Unreal Engine 4 has some crucial... How do I say it? Some problems with translating player positions. While serious, you can fly 5 million units out into space and the ship just vibrates a little. Unreal <laughs> keeps on losing the ship and stores oh. away everything apart. Oh, that's not good. And Maybe that's why Everspace has these small contained areas, because that's Unreal. And, uh, but it doesn't like have this... If it doesn't have the openness... Uh, I okay, and PC guy on Twitch wants to know if you plan on converting to Unity at all. Unity is actually planned for 1.4. I need to oh. relearn the entire engine. So yeah, it's a 17 year old engine. It has nothing in common with modern engines. <laughs> I'm supporting Series Online till 1.3, and we'll learn Unity on on the backburn. So it sounds like you have a pretty lengthy roadmap then if you're going to be converting the whole thing to uh, to Unity. Do you have any kind of idea how much longer it'll be in early access? I'm guessing it's – based on what you're telling me, it sounds like at least a year, if not longer. I was already considering moving Series 1.2 out of early access and and putting Series Online Unity only up when it's done. Oh, I see what you're saying. So release the current version as like a complete finished product and uh and then port it over to Unity as you have time. That'd be that'd be cool. That that would probably work. That makes I, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the logistics of that sort of thing. Um but I can only imagine that that's going to be a massive undertaking porting it from this much older engine to to Unity. It is. Uh, it's uh, how do I? Um, yeah, I lost my words. <laughs> it's not early in the morning for it's, you. It's very. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a completely different engine. 
it's yeah. a completely different engine and um, relearning it will take time and when i have the game out on steam right like right now i can make some money to keep myself sustained and the team obviously by sheer luck i got kane on board which as i already say is a blessing towards series online because i don't have to care for all the social stuff right now aside from coding learning creating graphics creating art composing images and everything Right. So is it just is it just you and Kane right now or there do you have some other people helping out? My brother Xima who is doing the AMF encoder for AMD for example is on board as a technical coder. He did the modifications to the original engine to support God Rays, motion blur, Gaussian blur and glow for example and did a lot of performance optimization. Ah, oh, okay. So I wanted to ask about the different roles because um, I love exploring in games like this and a lot of games don't give you an opportunity for true exploration. But it looks like uh, at least the scientist role and I was when I was reading about it in the game, it, like, it looks like you, with the right equipment and skills, you can go out there and just find stuff uh, in, the, in the universe. So is there is is there stuff out there to find if you decide to be an explorer and just go off in a certain direction? Yeah, there is. A lot even. I edit scrap fields, you might have found one. I edit lost containers of fright which you can loot. There will be forgotten ships which you can take over or sell or scrap and a lot more to come. Um I am sad to say no one has found the easter eggs yet. How how far do you but have now to? Now that we know, now that we know there are Easter eggs, yeah, exactly. We'll probably be looking for them. Um, now, I, the one thing I haven't done because I did some fighting and I did a little um, flying around to explore, but I haven't done any mining. So, uh, but I love mining in games like this. So, can you like how does mining work? Do you just point and shoot, uh, or is there is it more? Uh, sorry, go ahead. You, you can you can go to um there's like there's my there's ore um there's ore deposits and asteroids around the place and um you can you can go out uh we obviously you need a mining ship to do so um you can use the the your warp to get to them they're they're very spaced out so you hold down space to um to mine and basically a beam will come out and it'll start adding ores to your inventory um so it's 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 for for the moment. It's that's how it is anyway. Well, that sounds about right. Because I don't know if you guys have tried to mine an elite, but it's awful. It is uh, <laughs> it is the worst thing about the damn game. I think uh, it actually feels like work, and and no one wants it. who wants that. Uh, apparently, some people, but certainly not me. Um, Mining in Serious underwent underwent so many iterations. We oh, really? first had shooting asteroids and collecting everything which caused a lot of distress amongst people then sucking as materials off of asteroids and having them pick up manually which was not fine either and now we are using the old eve online system hold a button and suck the minerals right into your cargo that sounds fine and that and that's also kind of freelancer when you had the the beam you know you'd hit the b button and uh, your tracks would be able to just go out in a million directions. 
And that's and, basically what happens in yeah. the series. A beat comes out of your ship. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, starts loading into your inventory. That's but, awesome. Um, that's you exactly. do need to upgrade your inventory sometimes though. Cause, um, if you run out of space, you got to go back to a, a space station and then sell them in the shop. Um, Oh, of course. So I noticed the um, the missions are a little different than some other games. It looks like the, there's not like a mission computer. Rather, there are floating. I guess I guess X did this a little bit, where like instead of going to like a station and there's a computer and you pick from a list, they're like floating bubbles, like around the station that you uh, select. So I want to talk about missions. Like, is is that how they're going to be? Like, are they going to be floating around? The, and I saw that some places have like a dozen little floating bubble mission things in one spot. So, like, can you stack multiple missions at the same time? And I guess the question after that is, what are some of the kind of mission? I only saw like an assassination mission. So, are there other kinds of missions as well in the game? So you're actually right by citing X as the inspiration for that. I've been playing X Rebirth with. Um, not much of joy, let's be honest in this. <laughs> but I really that is, that is the correct playing. reaction to, to yeah. playing X-Rebirth. <laughs> I no really joy. liked how they hand out missions, like some hotspots on a station where you can fly and contact the owner of the mission directly. Right now, they are only assassination missions because I ran out of time for 1.2. Mm, I okay. wanted to have a timely release. But in the future, you will have escort missions, transport missions, exploration missions, get my ship back, and all that stuff. Oh, that's great, because I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you know, but I live by missions in games like this. I love, I love missions, even if they're somewhat repetitive. As long as they have a solid payout and they're fun, I don't care. You know, just, oh, you want me to go save another ship? Sure, just get, make sure there's enough money involved. That's all I care about. The old mission system was critiqued by being too static. You just had, if you remember, on the right side, a list of missions which you have to do to get a new one, like PvP or mine. It was automatically assigned and not very choosing. And and I have to admit, though, um, like, because when I was playing last night, I'd select a mission, but then it wasn't... I couldn't see it in my in my jobs screen and I couldn't find a way to like get to it. But that is coming, right? You're going to be adding that kind of stuff to make it easy to get to the mission area. Yeah, that's definitely coming. Thank I'm God. going to add a symbol to the mini-map so you can see in which direction you have to fly, an arrow on your heart, so you uh, don't get lost. Yeah, because cause I, I got like three missions when I was playing last night and I had no idea where to go. And so I'm like, oh, I'll just go toward that exploration, that exclamation point with the carrier. Oh crap! Boom, dead. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but no, that's good to hear. More mission types are coming because I, 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 I live by missions again. So we did have a a, a question from the chat. I for, I forgot to ask earlier. Uh, it was about the exploration stuff we were talking about earlier. Uh, will exploration stuff be procedurally generated, like the, the the crates you were talking about in the ships, or are they static until someone finds them and then they like regenerate after a certain amount of time? The latter. I'm, I've ri- written a function which creates a static amount of 
discoveries for your first launch, so you have a bit easier on the start. And after that, they all generate procedurally. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. So, so like there's a- some some NPCs like um, most of the time you'll spawn in Junkers Bar, and uh, there's always a, a NPC called uh, Strat Maniac who's also helps on the team. Uh, he'll always spawn there. So, like there is some like uh, NPCs that'll always be in certain locations that you can fight or you can talk to or listen to more like. Um, so yeah, there's stuff like that. That's pretty cool. So I haven't done uh, much trading either. The only trading I've done in the game is like, oh, I got some stuff that I ki- that from uh, some people I killed. Let me sell it. Uh, so is there going to be like, because one of the knocks against Freelancer is that it really it didn't have any kind of dynamic economy at all. Like it was very static. Um, so is there going to be any kind of dynamic economy in uh, Serious Online, or how 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 do you how do you make money by trading, basically, in Sirius Online? The trading system is entirely dynamic. So every station has a stock, minimum stock, maximum stock, and sends out traders to buy from other stations. So if they can actually ruin your trade by NPCs having the better, the, are faster at the station. Oh, okay. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice because people do love their dynamic economies. You know, especially if they can influence it. So that also gives the player opportunities for piracy. Indeed. Which, uh, again, since this is completely PvP, is a very viable career option. Very viable. So, um, since piracy is a viable career option, I didn't see an option for this, but when you have uh, your friends in the game, is it going to be, you're going to be able to, like, group up uh, so, like, if someone goes somewhere, you can follow them or formate with them or that sort of thing. Are there going to be kind of in-game wings or groups, for example? I'm still figuring out how to do this, as uh, I need to find suitable mechanics I can learn of. Most games don't make their stuff public on that regard. Right. But I plan to have to be doing that. It's also tough to get right, like... You don't want to go all crazy like Eve with their corporations that take over half the galaxy, but like you don't want to half-ass it like Elite's uh, wing system, which is just terrible. You know, I mean, Freelancer again would be a good thing to copy because once you grouped in the game, you can just use the format autopilot, you know, to um, to follow someone, which is really nice. So if I, if if I was going to make a suggestion, it would be like that. Um, what was I going to say? So, um, speaking of that sort of thing, um, it didn't seem implemented now, but is there going to be any kind of waypoint autopilot type system like Freelancer has, or is it going to be pretty much entirely manual flying? There won't be any autopilot because I don't want to take the player skill and taking care of your ship because you can be shot every time out of the player's hands and then get complaints about people getting killed. See Eve online in autopilot. But there is a waypoint system actually, which you triggered in your video quite a few times with shift B, which drops a beacon. Is that what that does? 
Yes, it even says so in the help file you had open several times. In the I was video. A, I was a bit confused about what that actually did. So that drops a beacon that other players can follow. Is that what that is? That, is that the, is that the deal? Yes. Yeah. If you drop it, everyone can basically see it, um, and then they they can you can all group together. Say if you're going to fight um, one of the larger ships, it would be a way to say where you want to meet up and then go attack. Uh, okay. Um, so I guess I have a question in terms of navigating around then. Like, so if a missionary is like way off in the way, will the arrow that you're going to get, will that point just to the area itself or will it point to like the trade lane you need to take to get there? It will point directly to the quest area because the missions don't spawn further than 100 kilometers apart from the station. Oh, okay. So even, even if you don't take a trade lane, it's not going to take... A million years to get to a to a mission area, but you have the option to take a trade lane, I guess, if you know the area well enough. It sounds like, yeah, you have to learn about the navigation in the game instead of getting everything hand fed. I'm a fan of games that don't that don't just take you by the hand and spoon feed you everything. I, I I'm a, I I don't I don't disagree with you, but I do. Like it's kind of weird. Like, like people talk about Skyrim. They talk about playing it with the compass off that doesn't point to all the quest stuff. And I'm like, but I like that. I want to be told well, where to go. I think people say that because in the game, in in the game, uh, Morrowind, in yeah. like Elder Scrolls Three, you didn't have any waypoints and stuff like that. So I think it's it's mostly just people who are who've played Elder Scrolls since like the beginning. Yeah, they haven't had yeah waypoints and stuff like that. So they that's they true. Just say it like that. That's true because the, Daggerfall didn't have that either. Yeah. The other issue with making this work is a star pathfinding. It's insanely hard if you have to teach a pathfinding routine to even use some pre-done assets like the trade lanes. You have to add them. Which direction you have to go with. Each trade lane is different. One has the entrance on top, one has the entrance on the bottom. That's a huge waste of resources to tell it in developer talk because that takes off calculating time. Oh, I but see. I think it's like from playing serious, I think if you play it for like maybe an hour, you'll, you'll already, and if you start and start around Junker's Bar, I mean, if you start taking quests around Junker's Bar, you're, you're within an hour, you're going to know basically where to go and where the quests are going to show up and which planets they're going to be around and stuff like that. So I, mean, I think navigation-wise, it's it's not too hard to familiarize yourself with the with everything. Right, but it still encourages like exploration and learning the routes and learning how to get around yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that, which makes sense, which I like. I'm not saying I prefer that. It was just like I've been playing a lot of this mod called Discovery Freelancer and it's like built upon freelancer, you know, which has like, oh, I need to go here. Here's waypoint one, two, three, four, five, you know, very, very handholdy. And when this, even though it's a freelancer game, when this didn't do that, I was like, ah, <laughs> it was a little jarring. I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it, I'm not complaining. What, I'm not saying it's no, no, a bad no, no, thing. Oh, no, no, I know, I know. I, I was saying, I think what what would probably make it better is if there was a distance marker of how close you were to the marker. Cause I noticed I, even when I, myself I'm playing, I do notice that it's hard to tell how far away from the objective you are on the marker. 
So yeah. Maybe, I mean, that that's true. Would probably be better. Yeah. But, click, um, give me like a clickable marker I can click and focus on and then set and then point myself to. Yeah. So that shows the distance. Yeah. Like kind of like what Starpoint Gemini does where it's like, there, there's my waypoint. Click. Oh, it's a hundred some 25,000 whatever's away. You know, you yeah. just gave me an idea. If you allow me to write it down. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, navigating to missions will be done via a short line, like a direct line to the next mission target, which you can follow along, oh. like a laser point. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that, that way it's still manual, and you still have to follow the pointer. There's no, like, autopilot. But it, like, it it, it definitely uh, helps you get to where you need to go. Because you don't want folks to get frustrated, like, oh, I was off a little bit when I hit Shift-W, and... I gotta stop because it, I it because you have this like kind of warp drivey thing, uh, but it doesn't look like you can steer while you're using it. At least I don't think I could. You are not supposed to steer while you're using it. Yeah, it's there didn't seem straight to be ahead, much. and if you have to move like the old trait, not uh, <laughs> like using uh, <laughs> Sita in the X Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, one. Yeah, like, the Sita in the X Games is kind of maddening, but I kind of love it. Like, I need to go that way. Oh, no, I touched the joystick. Oh, no. Oh, darn. <laughs> I just triggered it off. God damn it. <laughs> it's so finicky. <laughs> it's so finicky. So, um, back to the idea of multiple ships. Can you, like, have a garage where you own, like, I want to take out my mining ship. I want to take out my fighting ship. I want to take out my... Can you own multiple ships at once, or is it a one-and-done type of thing? I tried to realize that, but it failed catastrophically because oh. you have to store every little ship on the server which a player owns. Now, imagine how the server would react if someone with a thousand ships would log on. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I mean, no, that does make so sense. I, yeah. So I added an alternative. Your ship is still the same value when you bought it. So you can actually do ship trading on different stations, which have different prices for ships. And the more you fly it, the less value it has. So it loses value over using HSD, over having fights, and you can trade it in with the remaining value. Oh, I like that. Kind of like, kind of like, um, I don't know if you guys have that over there, but we have a thing called the Kelly Blue Book. And uh, it shows the value of a vehicle based on how old it is and whatnot. And those values do go down over time and usage and whatnot. Um, So that that sounds like a really reasonable solution. Which which is good because, yeah, you want to make uh, experimenting with ships uh, viable and not too costly. Like, there was a game where it made buying ships just so costly, no one wanted to do it. And now I can't remember what Plus, it was. means if you, make a, if you make a mistake in which ship you buy, you don't, like, you can actually go back and, and, and swap it back out. Right, and you, don't, you barely lose anything if you only flew it once, or... Or even if you haven't flown at all, like, even yeah. if you misclick, you can just literally oh. sell it for Oh, nice. Very nice. So if you misclick, you don't lose anything because you get to sell it back, no. and it's... Oh, very nice. That's a, that, that seems like a very reasonable solution. And um, a lot of games like this, you only have the one ship you own anyway, which is, I'm fine with that, you know. 
I mean, my my basically my ship is my job, you know. So it's you, like, yeah, I guess you kind of find you kind of find your own like your own like niche of what you like, like what kind of sh- ship you like. Like if you like mining or stuff like that, is everyone has their own like um their own favorite thing to do. So, so I'm actually a fan of the Hornet, which are you flying in the video? Oh, the uh, that's the privateer ship. Yeah, it's the Hornet, a tier three combat ship. Oh, the Hornet. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did like that one. It's, it survived quite uh, quite a bit of a uh, quite a lot of drone attacks. So I was pretty happy about that. I only died when I took on the uh, drone carrier, which was again probably stupid. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of guns on it. <laughs> it did. It had what looked like about a dozen turrets. And uh, I think I took out either I got close to taking out one, or I took out one before I got blown up. Um, yeah, it's more of a team fight. <laughs> oh, I can. There are two major strategies on encountering that. You, if you kill a turret, they will send out more defense ships. So if you lure out <laughs> the defense ships and kill them, the turrets can't hit you, and you have easy play with the reinforcements. Oh, interesting. So they will ev- they will eventually run out of drones to throw at you. And they when they run out of, out of drones, there will be a nice sequence. Oh, well, that's nice. Because, yeah, this thing was not running out of drones. I, I, did, I lost count. I think I shot down about a dozen or so. Um, there were a lot of drones, which I was fine with. And one thing I did like, um, you can't hear it in the video, uh, of course, but there was a lot of chatter. Um, which <laughs> yeah. I have to say I appreciate because one of my favorite things about Freelancer is all the radio chatter. And uh, apparently there's like so much of it that's one of the few things that hasn't been modded because there doesn't need to be because there's just so much of it, which I found fascinating. Um, so I love hearing some of the stuff the, the NPCs come out with. Yeah, so uh, so how much chatter is in your game, and are you still adding chatter uh, to the yeah, game? Yeah, for the next update, I plan to expand the chatter even more to have traders have a little banter with the station, like, this is trading ship 125-A, how are you? And station responds with, today was fine, how was your trading, and so on. I requested oh, yeah. those samples, and I'm going to make that work. Oh, that's great. That's great. Always good to hear. Because, yeah, Freelancer, again, had, had all that stuff. And it was – and it, it sure, it got repetitive every now and again, but it was still really nice to hear, like, trading vessel 1.0, where are you going? You know, that that sort of thing. And, and that really like, – that's, that's the thing I think a lot of space games miss is that kind of incidental um, – those little incidental touches that make the universe feel so much more alive. And it makes lived, you feel less alone. Yeah, it makes it less alone, more alive, much more lived in. You know, so... Um, like you're not the only one just driving around in space. Exactly. Exactly. Now, are you going to be able to hail other ships and and talk to them? Or is that just like... Is that just you can't talk to them? You just talk to stations? Like, could I... You just another- talk to other players. Oh, okay. You can't, like, hail an NPC transport and go, drop your cargo. Yeah, that would probably be complicated. No, just um, use your uh, guns and steal this stuff. <laughs> Aggressive negotiations, of course. It's that's the way to go. Nothing better. Get more <laughs> I mean, casualties. Acceptable casualties, yeah. But like, I'm sure as part of the faction system, if you go around doing that, 
uh, you're probably going to find less friendly ports to dock in. Like, if you destroy enough ships of a certain faction, their stations, I'm guessing, will start shooting at you and you won't be able to dock there and that sort of thing. Is, 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 that, is that the direction it's going in? Correct. You start off with a slightly better rank in your home faction and neutral rank in the enemy faction. So you aren't involved in the war at first. You can decide to join the war, but if you want to just trade, then go for it. So you are a privateer with your private craft. And if you do some missions for the other faction, you get a sound sample, which I already have implemented, that says that your faction standing has increased with said faction. So you can actually be friendly to both. I was just about to ask about that. I was going to ask if you can straddle the line between both factions, and I'm really glad to hear that you can. <laughs> the only faction you can the, the only faction you can't get on good terms is the Crimson Dawn. Because they're hostile to everybody. Yeah, the backstory is they were an AI researching company inside the game and then went bonkers and removed an entire planet from the system. What? You can still find it if you're looking hard enough. So they moved the planet. They didn't remove it outright. They just moved it somewhere else yeah they moved it somewhere further else (laughs) and they returned with these carriers to to kill every living being to replace them with ai because ai is superior oh no now uh, are there any like if you say if you're exploring and you find that planet do you get any bonuses any kind of loot or is it just like oh i found this planet that's really awesome or are there any kind of in-game benefits to finding it you get to uh, head to their home station, which is the ACT station, and can battle endless waves of drones for bounty. Oh. but And the nice thing is, I noticed, you get to... Uh, well, I'm not sure if... you get. Do you get to keep your bounty? Your bounties if you die? You get? Do you get to keep the yes, bounties? Okay, that's they good. are directly paid. Okay, because uh, when I was playing last night... Um, even though I got a lot of bounties, my um, it looked like my credit didn't change. So I'm wondering if that's just if I had a bug or something. Because um, I started off with like 1,900 credits, and even after all those bounties, I still had 1,900 credits. So uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. And I was like, oh, I have all this money. Uh, the, oh, no, I credits don't. Credits sometimes don't uh, show up accurately, so you probably have more than you it shows. Uh, okay. um, but when you buy something, it'll probably just stay at 19 and take it from what you've already got from bounties. And we recently changed how money is calculated from adding the dots inside the number to include fraction numbers. And that screwed up parts of the economy visual side. Oh, so I probably had the money. It's just I, yeah, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't showing me properly that I had the money. Because the visual of the representation of the money was a little screwed up. Yeah, you probably have a lot more money than you think you do in the game. Ooh, that's good to know. That's good. That's very good to know. Because I was, I got a lot of bounties, so I want to upgrade that ship. I like that ship. It shoots three things. I like ships that shoot lots of, <laughs> lots of spacey bullets, spacey laser bullets. Uh, I'm so, a fan of the the red cannons. Yeah, yeah, those were fun. To, those were definitely. Uh, those were definitely uh, fun to uh, fly. So, uh, what are, th- are there different types? Like, 
What are the different types? Because I think we did touch upon that there are different types of guns, but what are the different types of guns? So there are three different guns. The first one is a fast one with few damage. The second is a medium with medium damage. And the third one is a slow with high damage. You can do it to your likings. Like, I want to shoot stationary targets. Let's take the slow one because it does most damage and the enemy doesn't move that fast. Or if you're an elite pilot, you actually want to have every shot hit, you also take the slow one. In the future, I'll be channeling them to do certain kinds of elemental damage, like electromagnetic, kinetic, and photonic damage. Ooh. And so, like, will that affect different types of shields on their ship or different types of equipment? Like, what'll be the what'll be the buffs surrounding those different types of damage? Electromagnetic weapons will hit shields more than armor. Kinetic will obviously hit armor more than shields. And photonic will hit both even, but has way slower firing rate. Oh, okay. So, uh, and can you have... Uh like three different cannons that do, like if you wanted a photonic and a EM, and could you have? Do they have to all be the same type of cannon if you have three cannons, or can you have like one of each if you wanted to be ridiculous? Could you tweak? You have your... to choose one weapon for your entire loadout. That's so fair. you get. Yeah. Law wise, you get a reactor exactly for that gun, which roots the oh. energy to the guns. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you you said reactor. So uh, can your ship get? Um, Component-specific damage? Like, can your reactor get damaged, for example? Not yet. I'm still thinking about how it could be done, but I'm not sure that I can actually do it without bogging the server down and the player. That's fair. I mean, I was thinking of simple, like, oh, your reactor's damaged, you can fire less. Your shields don't generate as quickly. You know, I was thinking in simplistic terms. But even that, yeah, if you're talking lots of players... Yeah, to if, every player that's in the area. Exactly. Yeah, if you're dealing with lots of players and you have to deal with all that info. Excuse me. Then yeah, I can understand why you just want to eschew that and keep it more accessible. So uh, I think someone asked earlier, and I I forgot to ask, how many uh, players can the game handle currently? Currently, because we stumbled upon a bug inside the system, six players per instance. It, I don't know why suddenly it stopped working, but it stopped working. Wait, so when you mean per instance, what does that mean exactly? So the server can hold um, six people until it boots the next out. So you'll have only six people online at the moment for the server because there's a currently a um, a bug uh we figured that out when we were trying to record some stuff for, for trailer footage and we all got kicked out after a certain number of people joined. So it's, it's oh, just no. a bug that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Uh, but it should be fixed with private servers and then the main server. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, so like, are you, is there any kind of theoretical limit, uh, that you guys can have right now? Or is it just before that bug occurred, I was able to fill the server with, 32,000 thin clients. So clients just spamming data to the server. 32,000? Yep. Wow. Wouldn't that be great if we can get 32,000 players, huh? That'd be... Some, Let's some hope for fight. Unity and good sales so I can actually finance the Unity move. Now, uh, 
is the universe big enough to handle that many players? Because I've only seen this one system. So how big how big is the universe we're talking about? Like how many systems and whatnot? Right now it's ten million miles. Whoa, is that in just this one like area, like this one system? It's yes. it's so you're just in this serious system, but it's just that big. It is that big. I used scientific calculation to dis- define the system itself. I don't know if it's still in-game, but you should see in the chat, my AU is one, two, something. That's an actual reference to the Terran AU unit, astronomical units, distance between Sun and Earth. Right, which is like 1.93 million miles or something like that. Like some crazy... Or 93 million. It's like 93... 1.9, yeah. No, it's like 93 million miles or something like that is an AU if I'm remembering correctly. So, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's all in one system. It's not like Freelancer or what other games where you're going to be jumping around to different solar systems. It's all in the one, it's all in the Sirius system? Yet, yes. Oh, okay. But it's such a large system and the, and the scaling has it so large that you're never, you're pretty much never going to run out of space. Yeah, you're, you're never going to really like... It's never going to be really like bunched in unless you're at a station. But I mean, uh, there's enough stations around that it, it, even then it won't get too crowded. Right. Uh, and if space runs out, I still have version 1.3 with wormholes, which can teleport you to entirely new systems. Oh, and what happens there? What happens in those wormholes and those new systems? You can get, uh, spoiler warning, you can get ambushed by ACT if the story advances that player cannot fend off the Crimson Dawn or you will find something new or you could claim it or you could just ransack it. And are those uh, those systems you find through wormholes, are they going to be static? Like, will they always be there? So if I wanted to put a station there, for example, or are they like more of like a flexible thing, like an instance that people can jump into if they find it? I assume you've played X3 with the unfocused jump drive. I have not. Um, I will admit I'm not the biggest fan of the X games uh, because to me they're less space sims and more business simulators where your office is, just happens to be a spaceship. And and so that yeah. just – it doesn't appeal to me as much as, say, something a little more straightforward like Privateer or Freelancer. So, no, I've never done the that. The unfocused jump drive takes you to a temporary sector, which you can use to gather resources or find secret ships. And when you leave them, they're gone. Oh, Some so yeah. Some systems I plan to be permanent. Oh. And with 1.3.x, you can actually build stargates to these locations with Terran technology, if this story comes that far. And is the story coming that far dependent on the player, the players? Yes. Okay. Now, now, what do the players have to do? I mean, don't get specific and spoilery, but like, what are some general things the players have to do to advance the story forward? So we are right now in the ACT arch in the Crimson Dawn. And for the Crimson Dawn, I'm tracking every major ship kill done so far and when enough are killed i'm going to upgrade the mechanics to be even more devious and oh. when players killed enough crimson ships they might retreat leaving behind technology so wait is it possible 
that uh, like if a lot of player ships get killed, the Crimson Dawn will get even stronger? And will they like start harassing more parts of the system? Is that like is that what I'm hearing? That's an entire possibility. Oh Jesus. And then so players have to really band together to fight back against that increasing uh wave or tide of the Crimson Dawn. That's that's what it Which sounds is like. The whole fun of multiplayer, I think, anyway. Oh um, yeah. Getting yeah. together and then it comes back to the whole thing of getting a group of friends and then just tackling stations um together and trying to survive well that, that's good that it's all on a shared uh universe less instance so people can get together and do that easily it sounds like because again that's i don't know if you guys have played elite dangerous but that's a major failing of that game is because everything is so instanced uh even when you wing up with people it's not the easiest thing in the world to go to the same place and do the same thing so the fact that you're all in the same shard is really great. You know, that'll really help with multiplayer a lot. <laughs> so that brings up a question that I had, which is, can you actually team up with people from the other faction? If it happens to be that your friends are on the other faction, but they're also not hostile to you because they're, they're, they're uh, friend, unfriendly or neutral terms to your faction, can you still team up with them? Yes, players are an oddity in the series system because they are privateers, they are freelancers. So they are open to do whatever they want to, like the capsule status in EVE Online, just less immortal. <laughs> okay, so uh, so you can be friends and, and, oh, that's pretty cool. So you're not totally a slave to your faction. So it would also be the, you the idea to. of, you know, you have a dozen of your friends and you want to take down one of those ships, then regardless of which faction they happen to be on, you can team up together to take it down. Well, I think the whole, the whole beauty of the Crimson Dawn is the fact that they're like a completely, like, another faction altogether. And like it, 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 they're everyone's enemy anyway. Exactly. So you, you team up either, either way, uh, depending on how much you are dedicated to your own faction. The only problem that might occur would be faction patrol. So if you're Syrian and with bad standing to Terran and playing with your Terran friends and suddenly Terran police shows up. I could see how that would be a problem. That might be a problem, yes. (laughs) That would probably be a huge problem because, like, do your friends start shooting at the police to protect you? What do they do? (laughs) Yeah, it turns into a bit of a standoff. That's why I asked if they had good standing, then you would be easier to team up. Right. Um, so so this, the game just went back on sale on Steam, and it's now 1.2. So you said you had uh, uh, the thought of taking it out of early access. Is that going to be soon? Or do you still have more work to do before you uh, get it to that point where you feel comfortable taking it out of early access? I'd say I'd be comfortable with taking it out of early access once I finish the mission system, the laser guiding, targeting, obviously, because I finally found a solution for that, and fix the market and money system. Then I'd take it out, and obviously the recently reported bugs. 
Okay, so do you have like any kind of time frame as to when it might be uh, be ready to go? I don't. I have a public Trello, as I mentioned earlier, where you can see the progress of each I'm tagging. That's totally fair. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you don't feel like you have a good enough idea of a time frame, just don't bother giving one. I mean, it's done when it's done. Yeah, exactly. That's way better. Like, I think one of the failings of Star Citizen is they originally said, oh, it'll be done in 2014. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. You hear people crying in the background. Yeah. I think that's what the Kickstarter said. It said, like, the end of 2014. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> you morons. So, yeah, don't. Maybe add a zero. <laughs> yeah, it's never a good idea to uh, give dates if you're not 100% sure. Yeah, exactly. And there's- it, just, it just puts too much pressure on yourself. You don't take as much time to really, you know, put thought into what you're doing. Well, I think another rushing everything out. I think another issue is there's so much crap coming out. There's so much crap coming out that one of the ways you want to try and differentiate yourself is having as complete a product as possible and not do early access or 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 take the time to get it right so that good word of mouth and reviews carry you to being discovered more than say any other release that's just like oh it came out it's not that great whatever and it gets forgotten you know so i think one way to really differentiate yourself and stand out upon the crowd is to make your game as solid as possible before it's done you know yeah 100% and it, I think early access is a great thing overall, but I think a lot of people lose sight of that. Like, oh, we have to get it out there. It feels done. Let's just take early access off. Like, I hate to say this, but Endless Space 2, I don't think should have come out of uh, early access when it did. Like, they had to actually write an apology to people. Like, yeah, they were- you know, you, you screwed up when you have to actually write a yeah. proper apology. Yeah, they wrote a, a, len- a fairly lengthy apology note uh, saying how sorry they were for releasing it in the state it was, and it's still buggy. It's still got weird AI foibles that'll send you 80 million diplomatic messages for no reason. For example. Like, just to take the time to do it right. We're, pa- I mean, sure, some gamers are impatient, but I think there are enough patient gamers that will wait until it's ready. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they want it. I mean, if they're invested in the game, they want it to be what it was meant to be. They want it to be as good as it was exactly. shown to be. Like if, if someone really wants something, they'd rather get a really well-made good product rather than, I, at least this is how I feel, I, I'd rather get a well-made product than something now, now, now that's half-assed and incomplete. You know? Absolutely. I mean, if I see a trailer for a game and I'm like really excited, I don't want that to be released straight as soon as I see the trailer just because I thought it was looked good. Exactly. I want it to be finished first, obviously. I want to I want to see where it goes so it's the best it can possibly be so I have the most enjoyment out of it. And I think I think with this and I again I think early access is great, but I think a lot of developers lose sight of when the game might be actually finished. You know, because yeah. it's and and words like alpha and beta have been losing their meaning because of it, I think. Um like I think a lot of people don't understand what an alpha or a beta is anymore, <laughs> which is just such a goddamn shame. I think some devs don't understand. The oh, they really don't. 
no, because it, they'll they'll say, oh yeah, we're we're in beta now, but they the current progress seems like an alpha. Yeah, like do you understand what beta means? Like I know I know of at least one or two games where like they their numbering system is one point point something, and they're still in early access. It's like no, <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, beta should be the fact that your game is close to being finished you just need to work out the bugs so that it's not yeah. it's optimal you're it's optimizing good. the game at the point of beta yeah it's pretty that's much why con- people have yeah that's why people have open betas yeah, so people can play the game it's pretty much content complete now we're ironing out bugs and and making fixes and stuff but we pretty much have the features we want in there now it's time to just yeah, 100%. F- fill everything in and it just really frustrates me that a lot of that and, and a lot of developers and fans, because of early access, I think, have lost sight of. Because I mean, back in the day, there were there wasn't any pre-release access for people. It was just for press, you know. And then you'd read a preview in a magazine, you know. But now everyone's seeing how the sausage is made, which, and I again, I think is great. But we're losing sight of when it's actually fully cooked sausage. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that's not ready yet. Don't eat that. Oh no. <laughs> that's that's gonna that's gonna cause food poisoning. Exactly. So I I'm just that's my very roundabout way of saying I appreciate that if you don't have a timetable, just don't say just say just don't post one. You don't just say like it'll be done when I feel it's ready. I guess Not, the fact you can't call your game beta unless you can actually use like you can actually play the game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like an alpha is like a barely playable bug written mess. You know, but that's what that's 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 the point of an alpha. You know, to uh to find bugs and fix them. And then the the beta is like, oh we found most of the bugs. Now we're gonna start bolting all the features on to make sure they all work. You know, we'll probably find more bugs as a result of that. <laughs> and with all these games, like you would, they wouldn't make like big companies wouldn't make open betas if they thought the game was like terrible at that point. No, they make open betas because the game's done, and they want to see what bugs are left that players can find. Exactly. And even then, they they can miss them. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's a great time to be a gamer, but it's also a weird time to be a gamer. <laughs> It's, yeah, you're spoilt for spoilt for choice and also not so spoilt for choice. Yeah, it's like you don't want to be entitled, but you're so spoiled for choice. It's sometimes hard not to lean toward feeling entitled. Yeah, you know it's 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 a very weird and great and awesome time. Like especially for space games, like holy crap, all the space games <laughs> coming out right now. Holy crap! Yeah, it's like. It's like a few years ago when all the zombie games are coming out. Right. And this is now it's just switched. It is, which is weird because I started, I started this blog back in 2011 and there was nothing coming out. Nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing. Um, Space Pirates and Zombies, I think, was like the only thing that had come out <laughs> at the time. <laughs> And I was a closed beta, beta tester on that, actually. Yeah, and and it seems so quaint now that you look back. You're like, oh, oh, that was like the only space game in t- back then. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> now we have, like, 
six, seven games in the past month or so. Like, I think games are getting lost more too. It's it's harder to find the good games. That is a problem, and and thankfully Steam is, seems to be aware of that. Well, um, I remember they're recha- they're changing their store to promote games that are actually updating rather than games that are just yeah statically changing like one thing like a, a button on the menu or something like that just to get their, themselves back on the front page. And one thing I'm yeah, I'm like, most excited about is they're going to be making a lot of changes to curators. They're going to be making curators yeah, a lot yeah. more um, prominent and effective, which is great because, I mean, they're the, the curators, like myself, are the ones that really stay on top of new releases, stay on top of stuff coming into and out of early access. And, and, and we would love the tools to help players find the games they want to play. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, totally. I mean, that's. I remember hearing uh, Total Biscuit talk about that and how it wasn't really. It's not really like beneficial for creators at the moment, curators at the moment, to actually curate games because there's no real feedback from people or any like not much, at all. not much, and they don't and they don't it's make. A, the weird thing about it is they don't make that feedback easy to find. Like it's such a linear system at the moment. It like people because people can leave feedback on your curator posts, but Steam doesn't alert you that someone's done that, so you have no way of knowing. So like if someone posted on one of my curator posts, I don't know unless I go to the actual store page of my curator uh, thing and see a little bubble there. That's the only way I know, which is ridiculous. Like I should get the little green thing up at the top that says I have a comment or something. Yeah, you know? I know it's it's very. They, I mean, they don't have anything set as default for when you're um, you've got like a, a thread up or something like that. Like every time I put up a thread for Sirius, I always have to actually subscribe to the thread myself, even though I created it. Exactly. It's so weird. It's like I just created this thread. I should be automatically subscribed to it. No question. Yeah. And normally, there's a button for that when you are posting a thread that you can check a box and then you are subscribed to that right, thread but, that you posted. But you have to check that manually is what we're saying. Like you there do. should, yes. there should yes. be a global option where, Hey, I started a thread. I should be, cause why wouldn't you be subscribed to a thread? You why, started. Why wouldn't you want to know? Like yeah. why wouldn't you want to know when someone's active on it? I mean, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Come on. I mean, we just switched uh, over to steam for our forums because we had forums on SpaceGameJunkie.com, but no one was using them, even me. Uh, but people were using the Steam um, discussion board, so we switched over to... And while it's great in a lot of ways, that subscription thing is like probably the one thing that rubs me the rawest. Like, yeah, I, I mean... Just, <laughs> yeah, you run into the same thing as a community manager. You run into the yeah, same thing. It, it, it's annoying. It's just... It's a good system. Like the announcement system, the discussion forums and the, all the posts and stuff like that, they're good. It's a good way to get, you get like community announcements out there and get people like involved and, and, and notified. But it's also really annoying and hard to not be able to reply to people because you're not automatically subscribed to this thing you posted to begin with. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. It makes, it makes no sense. Anyway, we should probably, is, I think, yeah. Now I was going to say, we should probably start wrapping up because, uh, Svaz, you have a hard stop soon, and I actually have to get to work. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to us about uh, Sirius Online. I've been enjoying my time with it, uh, bugs and all, and I can't wait to see 
uh, more features being implemented to make it easier to find like the missions I took and stuff. I'm really excited about that. Uh, so, folks, um, if you're wondering, um, you might have looked and saw that this game was not available for sale. We did talk about this earlier for a while. But as of uh, last night, which was, what, the 5th of June 2017? Um, at least my time. You can now buy Sirius Online on Steam for uh, – it's nine ninety nine American – I believe nine 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 euros. Okay, that's that's great. Uh, will you guys be taking part in the upcoming Steam sale at all? Yes. Oh, it good. It will be a bit off in the summer sale, so if you want to wait to getting a great game, go for it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, you just came back out. You want to get as many eyes on that as possible. So being part of the sale is probably a good idea. Uh, it kind of boggles my mind when I see games that don't take part in any sales at all. Like, what do you, I mean... Well, I mean, the whole goal is to get as many people involved in the multiplayer aspect and all that. Yeah, exactly. Because it is a multiplayer game. Yeah, so. and lowering the barrier of entry is, uh, is, is, is great. But the thing is, $10 is not a bad price either for a game like this, because that's, that's definitely in my impulse area. Uh, and, and for one with no subscription as well. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess that I, I should have asked this earlier. How do you plan to monetize this if you just have a one and done payment plan? Did my sound just cut out? Or did yeah, we we didn't just... we didn't hear you for a second, so your sound must just come out cut out. Yeah. Uh, so you were asking how monetize where we're going to monetize it? Yeah. Uh, well, Dex currently has a um, uh, a Patreon. And, okay, uh, that's 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 the main, right? Uh, but I mean, I d- w- might there be expansions like Elite is doing, you know, that sort of thing, where you pay twenty dollars for some more content that you might not otherwise have, you know, like a, I mean, what are like the post-release plans to keep the money coming in? I think um, because expansions like that kind of separate community, so I yeah. think yeah. I think wherever Dex. He's saying to release a single player version of um, Oh Serious. Okay, that'd be great. That'd be like for that would be definitely like freelancer then. <laughs> You'd have the multiplayer and the single player. That's a great yeah, idea. So like a separate version but cheaper than the multiplayer right, version. Because you don't need all that server nonsense. Um no, that makes total sense. So yeah, again, folks, the game is Serious Online. It just went back on sale on Steam, and it is going to be part of the Steam sale coming up in um, about three weeks, roughly, I think, as we record this. this month. Yeah, the end of the uh, the end of June, twenty seventeen. If you're listening in the future, the future. Um, but yeah, uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to us. And was the middle of the afternoon there, where you guys are, roughly yeah. mid, mid late afternoon. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's still seven in the morning here, and I'm barely awake. Twenty past four. Oh, jeez. Oh my god, that must be nice. Uh, Thank you for inviting us. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. So, just a couple of programming notes, folks, real quick. Next week on the show, we're going to be welcoming the developer. Welcoming, excuse me, the developer of Deep Sixth, which is, I believe, currently kickstarting and. Uh, it's a pretty cool game where you have to manage a spaceship. Uh, very, it's very detailed. Like if a system goes down, you have to actually find a part to fix it. Or if a thing won't close, you have to hit it with a hammer to close it. Very detailed uh, internal ship maintenance 
and monitoring, which is pretty, which is like a, which is like a game in and of itself, really. There, there are 15 days left in the Kickstarter as of this. Oh, thank yeah. So uh, we're going to be getting in on the tail end of their Kickstarter. So that's a pretty cool game. And uh, for our Thursday multiplayer, we're going to be returning to a game that just had a pretty big update: uh, Angels Fall First. We haven't played that in a while, and it just got this big beta patch, which adds just a a bigger boatload of crap. So we're going to be trying that on Thursday. Uh, and if you own the game, please feel free to join us. So uh, again, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Spaz, thank you for being an awesome co-host and actually being here in the morning. That's awesome. <laughs> it's not just me. It's great. And uh, everyone in the chat and whatnot, thank you for listening. We had a lot of people this morning, we had like two dozen people listening live, which is pretty good for us. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs>